Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today's show is brought to you by our dear friends over at Lorenzati Italy. They are our oldest and dearest sponsor, bringing you delicious premium Italian coffee right to your door and coffee brewing supplies to your establishment if you're trying to create that coffee house feel that can usually only be found across the pond in places like Italy. Well, now we have two liberty-minded entrepreneurs that have made it their life goal to take that small Italian coffee house feel and bring it over to the United States. I love these guys. I love their coffee. It comes in great packaging, and it's just a great way to start off the day. So go to lorenzotti.coffee. Use my promo code FICTION. You'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O. T-T-I dot coffee promo code fiction so they know I sent you you'll get 10% off premium Italian coffee delivered right to your door and 10% off of any professional coffee brewing equipment supplies that you might need all right let's start the show anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. And the verdict is in guilty on all accounts for Chauvin. After the much-anticipated trial finally concluded, it looks like the the jury um, made up their mind pretty quickly on this one. Surprise, surprise. They only deliberated for about 10 hours, and you kind of had the feeling. I don't think you had to be a legal expert to think that if there was a quick verdict, it was going to be pretty bad for Chauvin in this case. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and for those of you not familiar with the show, I am the host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and that is going to be the topic of the day. I have um, a, a few thoughts on just the show. You know, I haven't really talked about this trial as it was going on. I don't re- really see much of a point to discuss these things until they're actually done. Going into it, I, I didn't see how... <laughs> you know, this is just like one of the, the, the perfect examples that highlights everything, all all the problems in the criminal justice system, like how could you possibly expect to get a fair trial from uh, an event like this? You know, like the the thing you're on trial for is like the was the biggest news story of the the last year, other than the whole COVID thing, right? You, You literally sparked riots that went on for months, destroyed cities across the the um, across the world, actually, like they were, they were rioting o- over across the pond over this sort of thing. So the the idea that you're gonna find like a, a jury or something that has not been tainted one way or the other in in this case is just absolutely impossible. It, it, it's impossible. So, I, you know, I don't know the the idea of justice. We, I guess we're gonna get a couple different perspectives on this because um, good old Aunt Esther. 
Maxine Waters was out the other day, pretty much doing exactly what she's been, uh, she's actually suing Donald Trump for doing, which is inciting a, a violent insurrection. So I do want to talk a little bit about that as well. But, you know, according to her, justice in this case was the only um, correct verdict was guilty on all accounts. And, and accord, even her own words, I believe she said, as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's guilty of first degree murder. And I'm sure now that we've gotten uh, this verdict guilty on all three accounts and the three accounts were murder, what was it, murder two, murder in the second degree, murder in the third degree, and second degree manslaughter. So there are three counts. Each one carries like um, a minimum of about 10 years, I think 10 years for second and third degree murder, and a maximum of 40 for second degree, a maximum of 25 for third degree, and then the manslaughter is about, you know, a, a four, four years, four to 10 years, something like that. I'm sure that now that they've gotten the verdict that they wanted, all of these angry uh, uh, rioters that are in the streets in Minneapolis and, and Chicago and other cities across the um, the country here, I'm sure they're all just, we can all go home now, right? Justice has been served. Your, um, your demands were met because, I mean, that's basically kind of what happened here. Like, like set aside what actually happened and, and what you think should have happened and, and just think about what, like, basically what happened over the last couple of days where you have Maxine Waters comes out. And this is what I'm talking about when you have problems with the, the criminal justice system. Like, when you have a, a case like this, it's just impossible to do. Like, you have, you basically have rioters threatening in like cities across the the country, not just in Minneapolis, but everywhere, every major city in the uh, in the U.S. is basically being extorted for the the verdict that they think this guy deserves. And and whether or not you agree with them, just set that aside for a second, right? If this is going to be the justice system that we use, that that people. Um, swear an oath to uphold and defend like this whole system right all everything that the statists believe and that an anarchist society couldn't possibly find a way to uh, litigate these issues right this has to be like the 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 worst case scenario for this type of system right like there there's no way that uh Derek Chauvin wasn't going to get convicted on, on because you, you, it's like okay we can we can convict this one guy you know even if these charges don't really fit exactly what he's guilty of because if we don't who knows what's going to happen like this city is going to burn to the ground who knows how many innocent people are going to die or have their lives ruined who knows what's going to happen to us the jurors right i mean like this day and age how could you you know these jurors have to be afraid for their lives right you, you know the with the the doxing and the cancel culture and I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be on this jury. I wouldn't want to be on any jury, really. And I'd probably just tell them up front that I'm I'm an anarchist and I don't I don't really subscribe to this whole system at all. And I will acquit anybody because uh, you know. But anyway, how could these jurors not fear for their lives when you see the violence that's been taking place just over the last couple of days? But think back to last last summer as well. I mean, they're basically being threatened by a mob. And and if you can, in this case, I'm I'm kind of sympathetic to the mob's demand because while I don't think that uh, I don't think you know according to the actual law, like as far as the law goes and the charges brought against him, I don't think that uh, the letter of the law 
would find Derek Chauvin guilty of second degree murder, of third degree murder. Maybe manslaughter is appropriate. He's certainly guilty of something. Like, I don't know if there's an actual charge for what what he did because we've basically, you know, this is, he followed, like, the police procedures. Like, they do this shit all the time. I, I think it is criminal what they do. Even if he didn't, even if uh, George Floyd didn't die uh, during this uh, altercation that he had with the cops, I still think the way they fucking treat people is criminal. And should be illegal. Um, the, the the fact that George Floyd died, like according to the autopsy, he he basically had a heart attack. Okay, it wasn't um, it wasn't due to asphyxiation or anything like that. But at a minimum, he contributed to his death in some way, shape, or form, right? Because I mean, okay, he had a heart attack, and yeah, he had a bunch of drugs in his system and everything like that. But I, I'm sure getting into a fight with cops and and being, uh, you know, like put on the ground, knelt on for like eight or nine minutes or whatever it was, I'm sure that didn't help the uh, the underlying heart condition and, and and things like that. So at a minimum, he's guilty. He's definitely guilty of something. So it's it's not like I feel bad for him or anything like that. That he's getting uh, he's kind of getting screwed by this system that he has been perpetuating. I mean, how many people has he thrown in a cage for various nonviolent crimes and everything like that? Like, like probably doing far far less far less things than he's actually done. He, he's ruined people's lives over this. So that, that's sort of my whole take on it. Like there, there's no love lost for, uh, for a, uh, a, a cop, especially a cop like this. But so I get why people are, are demanding so-called justice. But when they say justice, they're just, they're demanding that you give the verdict that they want. And that should be kind of scary to people and disheart. Like you wouldn't want to see, the the justice system functioning like that and that's why you know i always find these really high profile cases where people have already made up their minds before the the trial you know this whole innocent until proven guilty thing that goes out the window and they and they basically hold hold cities hostages that they extort them it's like you give us the verdict we want or we will burn this thing to the ground and it looks like in this case the the jurors capitulated like i said if, if i was on this jury i probably would have convicted him of something just because i feel like he should be punished for what he for for just uh his role in all of this even if technically you know he followed the the, the training manual or something like that like dude you, you you knelt on a dude's fucking neck for for an obscene amount of time uh you you never rendered like aid to him you didn't de-escalate the situation like you every step of the way where you could have tried to make this situation better you made it worse now would would have would george floyd have uh you know been alive today if he didn't kneel on his neck i don't know he could have he could have had a heart attack just because of all you know he had like uh, a really bad heart condition or something clogged arteries he had a bunch of fentanyl and then uh, another drug in his system like uppers and downers but one of the reasons why he had so much in his system was because he had to fucking swallow it because he didn't want to get caught with it because of the war on drugs and what and what these cops would have done to him if he got found with these uh illegal drugs that that i think should be legal so any way you look at it they th- these cops contributed to his death but I, I don't understand i can't see how you get a murder two or a murder three charge like i, I don't see how you can realistically convict of of those charges just because of the the nature of the charges they don't really fit 
what was done here. And I don't think these are going to stick. I mean, I really think, you know, we'll go through an appeals process and that'll be years down the road. And they'll, you know, they're probably just trying, like these, I bet you these jurors were just like, let's just convict them on everything. Not, the charges probably won't stick, but at least we'll be done with it, right? And they can take it up on appeal and maybe, you know, years down the road when they go through the appeal process, cooler heads will prevail and and you know people won't be as riled up or something like that maybe that's what they were thinking here but they were probably also just looking out for themselves like it, it it's much easier to to just throw the book at this guy even if the the book doesn't quite apply and, and go on with your life and instead of um taking like a really principled stance here or something and, and reading to the, uh, you know, the technical letter of the law or something like that. Because second degree unintentional murder means causing death without intent by committing a felony. Second degree manslaughter is causing death by unreasonable risk. And third degree murder means causing death by an eminently dangerous act showing a depraved mind. I don't, I don't think any of those, those charges really fit the bill here. But but the thing is, like the way the way we police, um, there aren't charges for the, the for what these cops do to people on, on a daily basis. And one of the most fucked up things about this whole thing is that if they hadn't restrained him, if he had just been sort of running wild without the cuffs on and he wasn't kneeling on his neck. And one of the most fucked up things about this is that if they hadn't had him restrained, right, handcuffed, and he's, I mean, they, they make the argument that, like, you can do damage to yourself if you're handcuffed and on the ground. Like, I guess you could smack your head against the pavement or something if you really wanted to, to hurt yourself. I, I would just, I, I just think that's a retarded argument. I don't know. If they want to do that to themselves, let them, you know, record that and let them do that to themselves. I don't know. I, that's better than you kneeling on their fucking neck. But if he hadn't been restrained and he was just sort of, like, running free or something and they, he was wrestling with the cops or something, and they shot him, Chauvin would probably get off on this because he could do that whole thing, oh, I feared for my life. But since he had him cuffed, he was no threat to the cops. I guess they, they make the, like I said, the retarded argument that he was a threat to himself, like they actually, like these guys actually care about about him. Obviously, they... Uh, they cared very little. I mean, they did call paramedics, but when when you're kneeling on a guy's neck for almost ten minutes, uh, how much do you really care about this guy? I don't know. But that 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 like thought crossed my mind. I was like, dude, if they just shot him like they do most other people, they'd probably get off on this. Now I'm sure in like ninety nine percent of cases like this, if you have the exact same altercation with somebody who's not who doesn't have like an underlying heart condition and who isn't all hopped up on drugs the, the person survives i mean this was sort of a, a fluke the uh, a perfect storm of, of factors right you have somebody who w was high on a bunch of drugs had a bad heart and got into like a an altercation which exacerbates all of those things so i i don't think you know i i followed this i don't you know, I didn't follow it as closely as some people, the, the the trial that is, but I doubt that the prosecution proved beyond a reasonable doubt that Chauvin's knee restraint was a substantial cause in Floyd's death, especially since I saw the autopsy. Um, the, the rest of those doctors that they brought in to, to say otherwise, I mean, those are paid, those are hired guns. You can get somebody to fucking say anything when you pay them, just... The actual autopsy said that he died of a of a heart attack. So um, I, I forget the exact 
term, uh, terminology of it. And then you have the defense arguing that Chauvin did what any reasonable officer would have done. And to me, that's the problem uh, that we that we uh, that this is a reasonable way to to police somebody, you know, and that's probably why we don't have a proper charge for it for what for what he did, you know. If if the state is going to uh, teach people to police this way, and we're going to allow it, and it's going to be considered reasonable, well, then there's never there's no way that you could come up with a charge that accurately fits what this guy did as being wrong. And so and so we're 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 trying to you know shove a, a square peg through a round hole here so to speak. But I'm not surprised by this verdict at all. I, I thought that he was going to get somewhat railroaded by this system. I mean, it, it, it's certainly a raw deal from his perspective. But, you know, at the same time, fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck these cops, you know? It's like, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It, you know, it makes me feel like uh, that that scene from, uh, from, from the Joker movie. It's like, dude, you get what you fucking deserve. I, I, I'm sorry, man. Maybe you don't deserve, you know, the, the maximum account on, on three murder charges, but you, you definitely deserve something, man. You've been locking people up for nonviolent crimes for your entire career. I'm, I'm sure you've been tossing guys around, you know, putting your knee on their neck and, and abusing them, um, ha- you know, kidnapping them, put, putting them in cages for nonviolent crimes, and, and you're getting paid to do it. Like, this is, this is your career choice, so... So, I don't know. I, I just feel like you should do uh, you should definitely do some time behind those bars as uh, to repent for uh, the sins of your past. All that being said, I, I really have a fucking problem with the uh, just the, the sort of like mob justice kind of thing. The idea that, that that the corporate press can sort of get people riled up. You can have people like Maxine Waters inciting riots and violence and looting and everything like that. And you can sort of hold cities hostage to get a verdict that you want. Like that that should be pretty fucking scary, man. In like the you know, the bigger picture of of, of things, you know, like this one incident, it's like, okay, yeah, like I don't really care that uh that Chauvin's going to prison over this cuz uh I-, I don't think this altercation uh should have ever taken place and there's no doubt that in my mind that if we didn't have these th- this uh this war on drugs and we didn't police this way that I think George Floyd would be alive today. But I also don't think that there, there was any indication that, that this was racism or anything like that. Like, this, this is all trumped up bullshit by these fucking race baiters, like, like Maxine Waters. I mean, dude, what Maxine Waters uh, came out and, and did the other day, and I have the audio here, we can listen to it, but this is like, this is so fucking irresponsible like this is uh, uh, on the back of like three or four nights of violent riots in in minnesota right and she comes out and well well let's hear let's let's uh let's play the clip we're looking for a guilty verdict and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to george floyd if nothing does not happen then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean. Oh no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is this is guilty murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Congressman, what happens if we do not go 
forget what you just told. What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they, they know that we need business. There you go. Stay on the streets, get more confrontational, make sure that they know we mean business. That I, I don't know, like that is just so goddamn irresponsible. If they don't convict, so I mean this is obviously we, we now know that they've convicted. And I don't know what's happening on the streets in Minneapolis. I, my guess is there'll still be some sort of riots and looting. But if they don't convict this guy, in other words, right, if they don't convict him of charges that he's not guilty of, Regardless of you know his innocence, we we say he's guilty, and we are going to riot and loot and burn this city down unless you get the verdict that we want, unless you do what we tell you to do. I mean, that's not justice. How how is that just? That is not justice. Okay, that is extortion, not justice. Like plain and simple. And she's basically just admitting that she does not believe in this justice system at all, in any of this, this whole system that she swore an oath to uphold and defend. It's all just bullshit to her. If you really believed in this system, you'd let the justice system that you advocate for play out and you would accept the results, right? You wouldn't be um, out in the streets threatening to, you know, riling up people, threatening to riot and, and loot if you don't get the result that you've decided, that you get to be judge, jury, and executioner. And if you don't, if they don't do what you say they should do, well, then there's going to be consequences. We're going to get more confrontational than we already are. I mean, they've been burning down fucking buildings. And more confrontational than that? What's the next step? You're just going to go around killing people? Is that the plan? And if you didn't believe in this justice system, well, then you would threaten. You'd threaten to destroy the city, maybe multiple cities, if you don't get the verdict that you want. And that's exactly what's happening here. It's it's very funny to me that the, the, the same people that would criticize someone like me, you know, an ANCAP libertarian for saying that we should privatize this whole thing and that we, we, we don't need the, the government to run the court system. They'll, they'll be the, the, the first, one of the first things that they will go to will be like, well, what about courts? What about police firing courts right, in the roads? But um, that, that's the first thing they go to. I, almost everybody. The, the first thing they go to would be like, well, what about the court system? And yet clearly... No, none of these, none of these Black Lives Matter supporters or these protesters or anything like that. None of them believe in the justice system. It's, it's why they're they're threat. It's why they were threatening uh, to to burn down the city if they didn't get the verdict that they wanted. And this is just, dude, Maxine Waters. I just cannot fucking stand this lady. She is one of the dumbest fucking people in government. the The idea that people follow, like people actually take their cues from her is insane to me. I mean, she's the reason why you can't really hear her too well in that clip is because she's wearing a mask and a face guard. Like a, like a completely sane person, right? Because, you know, COVID. COVID's so dangerous. But she's literally, as we speak, she is suing Donald Trump for inciting a violent insurrection on January 6th. This is projection. She's literally doing exactly what she accused Donald Trump of doing. Exactly what she's suing him for right now. And I'm sure, you know, the FBI will be prosecuting these uh, these violent insurrectionists that, you know, they, they, they rioted after she told them to get, get more confrontational. They, they, they shot at, um, you know, they have these uh, convoys going around, these uh, National Guard military convo convoys. There's, there's tanks in the streets. Some of these protesters shot at, at one, of these, um, one of these cars. They injured two uh, National Guardsmen, I believe. 
So I'm sure they'll be put on domestic terrorist lists like everybody in January 6th, and there'll be calls for that, and they'll be looking into it. I mean, how much more terrorizing has this whole Black Lives Matter abomination been than January 6th? Oh, and by the way, speaking of the January 6th insurrection that got the, that allegedly had the one Capitol Hill uh, officer, police officer killed, right? And if you recall, when I covered this topic, I was a little skeptical about this officer's cause of death because they didn't give us a cause of death. He just died the day after the riots. And the media would lead you to believe that that was because he was just beaten senseless by the violent mob of insurrectors, insurrectors, right? Well, it turns out that that was complete bullshit. Uh, Officer Brian Sicknick's death was not due to the insurrection at all. But see, he was the only one, he was the only casualty that the the mainstream press, the corporate press, these politicians, he was the only one that they could point to that was killed by pro-Trump supporters on January 6th. But what did they tell us? They, They told us that he was like bashed over the head with a fire extinguisher by the Trump mob until he died. And of course, the autopsy found no blunt trauma to the head. Sicknick's own family kept urging the press to stop spreading this story because he called them the night of January 6th and told them that he was fine. But that didn't stop the corporate press from running with it, did it? And you tell the lie over and over and over again, and and people start to believe it. And, well, it just turned out to be complete bullshit. Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who engaged rioters, suffered two strokes and died of natural causes. That is the headline from the Washington Post. The the medical examiner said the autopsy found no evidence that he suffered an allergic reaction to chemical irritants. There was no evidence of internal internal or external injuries. He suffered two strokes at the base of the brain stem caused by a clot in an artery that supplies blood to that area of the body. That's it. A, a, a blood clot caused two strokes. That that that's what killed him. Totally unrelated to to the whole thing. It was just the timing that they could they could jump on and, and use it to uh, to perpetuate their bullshit narrative. Anyway, I mean, this whole thing is just completely fucked on purpose, purposely fucked. They clearly want a race war. How else can you explain the behavior of the, the Maxine Waters, you know, these politicians, the corporate press, the, the whole cathedral? I mean, after four nights of violent rioting and looting, she comes out and says this. And as I've said before, they they need us. They need us fighting with each other. This is by design. They need us to think that there are evil white supremacists around every corner. They need black people to hate white people. They need white people to hate black people. Because without that, without us fighting amongst ourselves, we'd be faced with the obvious situation, which is right in front of our face. For everybody that's been red-pilled on this... uh, it's obvious to them, which is that your oppressor is not black, he's not white or Hispanic or anything like that. It's government. It is the government versus the people. It is those that rule versus those that are ruled. So, of course, you get the Maxine Waters of the world to stoke these flames of, of hatred and division. They realize people are angry and they need to direct that anger away from them. 
They need to turn the mob on itself to save their own asses and keep this game going. I mean, whatever happened to that whole mentality? You know, every time there's like um, some sort of investigation going on that's where it's turned on the government, you know, when they're investigating something the government did wrong or or something a politician might have done wrong. It's like, oh, well, I can't comment on that. It's an ongoing investigation. Whatever happened to that mentality? Because like she came out with these comments before the even before the the closing arguments happened and you have biden coming out saying that he's praying for the the right verdict whatever that means i mean this probably should have been a a mistrial after this i mean they didn't have the the jury sequestered i don't believe so they, they obviously know what's been going on they obviously know the magnitude of this situation and that if they don't give maxine waters and black lives matter the verdict that they're expecting Look out, man. Look out. They're coming for you. They're going to get more confrontational. They're going to let you know that they mean business. Uh, and, and, you know, the judge the judge did not rule uh, clearly that, that this was a mistrial, but he did mention to the, to the defense that there may be something there on appeal. There may be something there on appeal. This was very, just very fucking irresponsible. Just... The, the, like the idea that you would come out and do that and put hundreds, if not thousands, of innocent people's lives at risk for your own fucking bullshit political gain is just fucking despicable. She is, dude, she is just a horrible fucking person. She is the scum of the earth. I, I can't wait for her to be gone from just politics and, and just the microphone. She should not be allowed to talk to anybody. She should not be an authority on anything. She is a dim bulb, and she's fucking dangerous. She's so fucking dangerous. And the media coverage of this, you know, it was so slanted and and just unbelievably irresponsible as well. And that's on purpose, too. They don't want people to know what was really going on in the courtroom so that they could maybe mentally prepare for a verdict that they might not like. No, no. They want them thinking this was a slam dunk. And so that, you know, in the event that, uh, you know, it had uh, Derek Chauvin gotten off on some of the counts or something, that they'd be caught by surprise and they'd be more angry and more likely to riot and and cause more destruction in the streets. I really think that this was all on purpose. And to create so much pressure on the jury, just all this, uh, the weight of this whole thing. It really made it impossible to get a just verdict, in my opinion, for this case. And if that's the justice system we're going to have, if that's the system that we're going to defend, where the whole thing just comes crumbling down when you have an angry mob and the, the mob and the and the media and politicians basically get to decide your fate well before the, uh, the, the trial, it's literally like the... Um, the exact opposite of what the, the the state claims the justice system is supposed to be. And this is the system that everybody props up. Let's take a quick second and thank our other sponsor for today's show, and that is Photo IQ. You guys remember might remember Gus from the episode I had him on, or maybe you've seen him at the a couple of the Friday night happy hours. He is a very successful photographer. He's been doing this for a very long time. He's traveled the world using this skill. And he wants to teach you guys how to do it. So he's offering online classes, the most extensive online photography courses of its kind. This will take you basically to the the college level photography. And you can do it from the comfort of your home, all online, 
at your own pace. You should really check them out. This is a valuable skill that, that can really help you build your human capital and give you something, a, a marketable skill that you can use in a variety of different ways. So go to photoiq.co, use my promo code FICTION so he knows I sent you. You'll get 20% off your entire order. He's also offering a money-back guarantee. So you, if you don't like the courses that you get, you're not 100% satisfied, he will give you your money back, no questions asked. He believes that strongly in this product and his ability to teach it to you. So go check him out at photoiq.co, promo code FICTION. All right, let's get back into the show. I mean, again, like imagine having a, a discussion, an anarchist and a statist, and an anarchist says, oh, we don't need the, the government to run the court system. What do you think, what, what sort of dystopian scenario would a, a statist come up with to sort of tell you how crazy you are as an anarchist? They'd be like, oh, well, you, you know, this would just be mob rule. And what's to stop all these people from getting together and just convicting somebody uh, in, in the court of, of public opinion? It's like, oh, okay, uh, that's exactly what happened here. I, I don't know, man. I, I Like I said, I, I think that uh, what, what Chauvin did to George Floyd was uh, pretty fucking horrendous. Pretty fucking hurt. Like, I don't know how you can, like, how any uh, normal person could just sit on somebody's neck like that while they're saying they can't breathe. Uh, and, and, like, listen, I get it. You know, he was saying I can't breathe, like, well before he actually started doing that. So, okay, but you're still kneeling on his neck now. Like, that's not going to make it any better, right? And it's just, dude, to be able to treat somebody like that for, you know, the crime of uh, a counterfeit $20 bill, you are certainly guilty of something and deserve to do some time. Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> to go after somebody for counterfeiting a $20 bill, it's very rich for the uh, the state to, to pursue that, considering our federal government counterfeits trillions of dollars every year. I mean, this whole thing is, they've, they've counterfeited $29 trillion at this point. And they're going to come, they will kill you for counterfeiting a $20 bill, but they can counterfeit, eh, you know, a couple trillion dollars every, every few months. And that's no problem. I mean, the government really does hate competition, but if we're going to have this, you know, this court system uh, run by the government and all of these charges, and this is like, um, this is all supposed to work out and you're supposed to get a fair trial and innocent until proven guilty and reasonable doubt and everything like that. It's like the fact of the matter is that all goes out the window when you have a jury of your peers. Like they can decide whatever they want. There, there's just no way that a, a, a second degree murder charge fits what he did, but they convicted him of it. So uh, I guess he's guilty. You know, I am old enough to remember the uh, O.J. Simpson trial. And this is almost like sort of like that, but in reverse, right? It's like O.J. Simpson was overwhelmingly guilty and everybody fucking knew it. Everybody knew it. But there was so much pressure from the public to not convict him that they let a, they let a guilty murderer walk free for the sake of, you know, the, the race relations. They would interview these jurors like years later, you know, after all, all this, uh, after everything sort of blew over. And they would say that it was like, yeah, we, we felt that it was, um, you know, payback for the whole Rodney King thing. Oh, okay, man, this sure is an, is an imperfect judicial system. 
uh, I don't think anybody could ever improve on this, huh? It, it just sort of reminds me of that, but in reverse. Like, I think Chauvin should go to prison for something. But it didn't matter what charges they brought. They were going to find him guilty of it no matter what to appease the mob, just to get out of this whole situation with um, with their lives intact. Because now, you know, these jurors did their job. They, they don't have to worry about the mob coming after them. So they could have, like like Maxine Waters said, as, as, far as, she's, as far as she's concerned, this was murder one. He, he uh, intentionally went, set out that day to go kill George Floyd, which is obviously ridiculous. But if they had brought a murder one charge, they probably would have found him guilty on it just to appease the mob. That's, uh, hmm, that, that sure is not the justice system that we should want. Anyway, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, what transpires now that the, um, this mob of, of violent protesters, violent rioters, they got exactly what they wanted. They got every count, uh, was, was met. Every charge was met. I'm sure they'll have further demands, right? They're going to want the maximum sentencing, which isn't going to happen for another few weeks. I think it's eight weeks away or something. I don't know why it takes that long for sentencing. But they, you know, they they revoked his bail. They they cuffed him on the scene. They they, they put him in prison. So um, mission accomplished, I guess. Right? We can all we can all go home. You don't have to burn the city down anymore. Because you got your justice, right? Forgive me if I don't think that is going to be the case. But it's just going to go to show you that there's um, that that this whole movement is is complete bullshit. There's no satiating these people. They're they're not going to be satisfied with this victory. They don't want this problem to actually be solved. They, you know, there there are people that their, their entire lives are dependent upon victimhood status or profiting off of people who think they're off of convincing people that they're victims like the Al Sharptons of the world that are going to go they're probably on a plane right now to Minneapolis to go have a press conference and stand with the family and blah 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 all that shit they want to perpetuate this this mentality this this outright just falsehood that this was about racism it really wasn't it really wasn't. It's just about police brutality. And it's really unfortunate that nobody's going to actually take like take the right lesson from this. It's the Al Sharptons of the world, all these race baiters, these poverty pimps, they, they make a living, and it's very lucrative, off of convincing people that they're victims, convincing people that they're oppressed, and that this is like a white supremacy thing. When, in, in fact, it's just, it, it, like I said before, it's the, it's the state versus the people. No, no doubt Al, Al, uh, Al Sharpton's on a plane right now on his way to Minnesota for the photo op to stand with the family and show how much he cares about the black community when he's really just fucking getting rich off of your back. Like you guys are being played for a fool. You're useful idiots. You are useful idiots for these people. They're despicable people. And it's really unfortunate that nobody's going to take ha- have the right lesson from this. Or, or realize that the sad truth is that it's not about black or white. It's not about, it's just not about racism, okay? This is about the state versus the people. And until you realize that, until you learn what the truth really is, you're, you're never going to fix these problems. This is not like, you know, they call this systemic racism. It's systemic in the sense that it's the state, the systemic perpetual nature of the state. That is the system. That is the problem. But it's not that, you know, the, the it's a white supremacy issue. It's a monopoly on the use of force. It's the fact that they they can do whatever they want to us, and there's nothing we can do to stop them. 
at least not within the um, the confines of the system that they've defined. It really is unfortunate because everybody was outraged with with what happened to George Floyd, but turning around and making it a race issue instead of a police brutality issue, it, it fucks the whole thing up. It screws it all up, and it, and it becomes like a, a, an immediately divisive thing where you alienate half the people that were, were being red-pilled uh, on the cops, on, like the, all of these right-wingers, right, that, that sat and watched that video, and then they watched all these cops enforce these lockdowns arrest people for going to the beach or going to the park and playing catch with their kids, shutting down restaurants. We had unity. It, it was right there on our fingertips, and we let the, the race-baiting bullshit snatch it away. Just before we united these two polar opposites, just before you know people that have always been very anti-cop and people who had been fucking bootlickers were about to, re- were about to unite against the state and and what happens uh the, the the state the maxine waters of the world they cry racism that turns off the bootlickers because there there was no evidence of any racism whatsoever in this situation and it you know and it pumps up the other side and so here we go here now they're now they're back at it and nobody's nobody's directing their anger where it should be very sad man very very disappointing a, a missed opportunity and i i saw that you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi was like very. She she's thankful that that George Floyd could die for for the sake of uh, police reform or justice or something like that. There could have been some good that came out of this tragic situation. You know, making uh, lemonade out of lemons. But no, it's just back to to business as usual. This is this is going to be billed as you know, uh, white supremacy. Cops are racist. This would only happen to a black guy. And we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep hashing out the same old tired thing over and over and over again, and you're never going to get the change that you desire. You're ne- it's never gonna happen because you don't understand the root of the problem. The root of the problem is not racism. The root of the problem is the fucking state. Um, and I I would just say to to all the listeners out there like this 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 sort of case like if you're getting emotionally invested in in this this case and, and the outcome of this and and you're getting all riled up and you're taking to the streets man you have some some uh, much bigger issues in in your life and you really should be focused on that people who have things going for them who have uh lives successful careers uh, families meaningful relationships they're not they don't tend to be rioters they don't tend to be looters. And if you think that rioting and looting and destroying people's businesses and their lives is going to yield you some sort of result, some sort of uh, police reform or something like that, you're fooling yourselves. You're fooling yourselves. There is no government solution to a government problem. And if you want people to be on board with your cause, you, you can't be doing things like this, uh, especially after you get the, uh, the exact thing that you were calling for. All your demands were met by, by this jury. Guilty on all accounts. They're going to throw the book at him. Okay, fine. Uh, believe me, I, I, I couldn't care any less about Derek Chauvin. That's why the, this whole Black Lives Matter movement, like uh, like Scott Horton said, should really just have been called accountability for killer cops. The Black Lives Matter is immediately divisive. Who, who could be against accountability for killer cops? Because that's the real problem here. And if the media wasn't such a corrupt piece of shit organization, the, the true enemy of the people... 
you would see that this is not a race issue. It's a police issue. They, they do this to everybody. It's just when they do it to guys like Daniel Shaver, who was the, that was the guy whose name I couldn't remember on the last episode. They just executed him uh, while he was laying down on the ground, unarmed. Executed him like an animal. Uh, they, 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 it's just that the media doesn't cover it. They only cover the, the, the instances that, that push this racism narrative, that give them the angle they're looking for. So that the, the Maxine Waters is of the world, the, the race baiters, the politicians who stand to gain from keeping the people divided and fighting amongst ourselves. This is a concerted effort. You, you really need to, to wake up to this. Their intentional goal is to keep us fighting each other so that we don't look up and see that they are the ones with their knee on our necks. White people are not oppressing black people in, in today's America. Okay, uh, The government is oppressing everybody in today's America. They are the, the Derek Chauvins and we are the George Floyds. We need to unite the people against the government. Uh, we need to get rid of this entire system. Th this is an immoral system based on the, the monopolized use of force and stop defending it. There, there, there's no, there is no defense for, the, for this system. It, it's an unmitigated disaster. So I, I'm going to wrap there for today, guys. Do me a favor. If you liked what you hear, heard today, check out our YouTube channel. Justin's been putting out a lot of clips after every episode, shareable clips, you know, three, five minutes, something like that, the highlights of the show. So go check out our YouTube channel, subscribe to that, find your favorite clip and share it with somebody. And if you want to become a supporting listener of the show and get into the Friday night happy hour, bi-weekly happy hours, go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com, click on the support the show link and set up a recurring monthly donation. That will get you in and as long as you uh, keep those funds coming in every month to help keep the lights on around here, I will make sure that I have a full glass of booze to throw back with you every other Friday. And until then, guys, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.